Hello and welcome to the Moncast, where we find out whether Pokemon or Digimon really is better. As always, I'm Stevie, and this episode I'm joined by Just James. Hello. You wanted to be Just James? <laughs> I didn't say Just James. Okay, I like It was James is fine. <laughs> How rude. It's James. 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 I only just realised you have the same name as James <laughs> from Pokemon. Oh. Well, when I was younger, my friend and I, we did go and uh, we, like, memorized the, the Team Rocket motto. And he would just, like, we'd be like, Jesse and James. It was great. Which is all the time. Nice. Very nice. Uh-huh. That was a decent impression. It was just me breathing out to protect the world from devastation. I haven't worked on it in, in a long time, so. I'm not doing Jesse. I can't. I can't do that voice. Good. I don't. I don't think it'd be good either. Just upper class female. That's kind of a voice, and I can't do that, because I'm neither of those things. So let's do it. Let's do it! The current score is 14-12 to Pokemon, and this time we'll be discussing the 27th episodes, Fusion Confusion and Going Apricorn. So let's start off with Going Apricorn. This episode had a recap. Pokemon never has recaps. But it needs, you know, it, 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 I guess it really kind of felt like it needed it for this one, just because it's just like, just tying the, that loose end, I guess. It, it's just so weird. It is weird. I've watched, what, 70 something episodes now, and there's never been a Pokemon recap. Yeah, I've watched most of them. Most every episode. I've kind of fallen away right now with Sun and Moon, but I've watched, like, every episode. And there really isn't recaps ever. And if there is, it's only because it's, like, a very serious moment. Like, if it's in the League or something, you know, and they're, like, split the battle in half, then maybe there's a recap. But this is just, like, the end of the Slowpoke well. I mean, it's it's kind of weird that they, like, let's have a recap. Like, they probably could have just weaved in the Jess ball stuff into the introduction somewhere anyway but they recap the whole slowpoke well it's a strange decision it is it is a strange decision yes after the the pointless recap they do sort of get ash and co meet up with kurt and kurt's granddaughter Maisie. yeah she's one of the few filler characters to last more than one episode yeah cause she's kurt's granddaughter so of course so yeah it's kurt and Maisie, and they basically just give Kurt this Jess ball on Oak's behalf to, to get him to have a look at it, because he's a Pokeball expert. But then this is really the end. The Jess ball's done, because they they cut that storyline out of the series. They were like, nope, we're done. We're not doing that anymore. It never comes up again after this episode, I believe. Yeah, they, they cut it out, because it was, it was going to be a whole Celebi arc in the series, but they decided to make that, scrap that idea, and put it into Pokemon Forever, the fourth movie, so... Because who needs a Jess ball anyway? Just says gold and silver. Who cares? I don't. I mean, it doesn't help that in the first place this whole quest line's pointless. Because, I mean, you can just trade Pokeballs anyway. Just send it via the computer. Why did it need to be hand-delivered? Well, Ash was going to go to, you know, Johto anyway. I mean, Oh yeah, it's so much more time efficient to rely on the person that'll just, like, spend a week sometimes hanging around a festival. I spent 17 days in this town. Why? Doesn't explain why. 
because Brock fancied a girl. Brock fancied that nurse joy over there. Did he? Did he succeed? No. But many tears were shed, mainly by everyone watching. But yeah, the GS ball is now known as the BS ball. Perfect. I mean, we even see that Kurt has a computer in it, the usual webcam phone. Yeah, he's all ready to go. It takes one line from Professor Oak saying, oh, this jazz ball's protected, so we can't send it. And boom, it makes sense. But no, just write one line. That's <laughs> all it takes. You can patch your plot holes. But no, we get this just pointless plot thread. It's making the whole episode kind of pointless, I guess. Oh, yes, yes. But then again, then again, it's not. Because honestly, in my eyes, even if it's a filler episode, if there is a capture it means something. Yeah, we are getting ahead of ourselves, I think. We are. We've just we just kind of been going around the circle of the GS ball, so it's 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 easy to to jump over. Yes, so Kurt has the GS ball. He ignores it at first and just carries on making regular Pokeballs while everyone stands there going, Wow Wow <laughs> We just thought oh, Owen Wilson. He just comes into the episode and he's like, wow, it's a GS ball. Wow. He hit it with a hammer. Wow. Wow. Put it in that. Oh, man, it's all heated up. Wow. Look at that. That is some Pokeball making. Apparently that is like fine craftsmanship. It's just hitting it with a hammer a few times. But, you know, it's it's, it's weird, though, because, like, you know, Kurt is the only one who does this. And then, like, somehow the balls never appear again. Like, it's weird. I don't like that. I don't like that there's never, you never see the, the cool apricorn balls again. I want to check, how long did it take you to realize that apricorns aren't a real thing? Uh, I mean, obviously, it, just, it it could have been based on, like, apricot or something, but clearly it wasn't real. I, I mean, I feel like I feel like when I was younger, I probably thought it was real. Yeah. Like, when I first saw the episode, I was probably like, oh, those sound cool. And then I probably, like, looked it up and I was like, oh, they don't exist. Like It took me about five minutes to sort of register that apricorn isn't a word. <laughs> Apricorn. It sounds like it should be because it's a mixture of apricot and acorn, but it does. It does. Yeah, it's not. It's not a real thing. It's just like let's combine two things and make another thing, and it sounds real. I don't get the title though as a result because what going ape? I guess going apricorn. But then there's no apes. It's not the best title. <laughs> could have could have been better. The pun game needs improvement. They could have tied in explosions or something. But again, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, we're being a bit harsh. <laughs> it's, it's a title. It doesn't matter that much. It matters the most out of everything in the whole episode. Nothing else matters except for the title. If the title's pun is not on point, put it in the bin. The whole thing. But it's a gym, it's a gym battle. Nope. Put it in the bin. The title sucks. But it's the last episode of the series. Put it in the bin. But guess what? What is in this episode is a panko and a side quest to collect apricorns. So that Kurt can make more Pokeballs. Yeah, so you can make the two, two lure balls and the heavy ball. Uh, or just a few fastballs. I mean, the fastballs are already made. Because the tree next to his house is, uh, is like in the game. The white apricorns get to go in the garden because they're so privileged. Oh yeah, white white privilege. Even applies to apricorns. <laughs> so yeah, Ash and Co are off on the side quest. Just into the nearby forest. Because you could never have enough forests. Oh no, no, can't. It's really easy to draw. It's a sturdy forest as well, because it's had months without water, and it's absolutely fine. <laughs> and there's explosions everywhere when the pineco just live. Self-destruct kind of implies that they shouldn't be there afterwards. 
Yeah, but then they are. Yeah, it's an odd one. Apart from the Panko, we also get to see some Beedrill in there, and there's some Diglett that turn up later. Just not that many new Pokemon. But, you know, the good, the good thing about the Diglett is that they do the, the classic Kanto Diglett noise, you know, like Diglett dig, Diglett dig. And then the Doug Trio come out and they're like, trio, trio, trio. Because that's like the classic one. And now like later on in the series, they don't do that anymore. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm a kid again. <laughs> they're saying the thing. They're saying the line. I do want to point out as well, Brock being the genius he is, here's the Pineco, say Pineco, and then goes, it's a Pineco. Pineco. It's a Pineco. It's not the first time he's done that, where he's just heard the Pokemon say his name and then go, it's one of those. He's a breeder, and he loves to think that he just knows everything, but clearly, he doesn't. Has he bred a single Pokemon at this point? No. Okay, then he's not a breeder, is he? Now, in, in the later episodes, he's a Pokemon doctor, so it's okay. What? Yeah, he's a Pokemon doctor. Sure, why <laughs> not? Yes, he's a Pokemon doctor, and he has a, he has a, a Chansey. Really? Brock really does break out of that rocky mold. Again, Pineco is also breaking from that mold, which is also interesting because it's like, oh, you got a bug type who evolves into a steel type. Fortress is steel when Pineco evolves into Fortress. Yeah, I forgot that Fortress exists. It looks nothing like a Pineco. It looks like a side evolution of Shelder. Like like if you put like a, a metal coat on a Shelder, it'll become that. It doesn't look like it's evolved from a Pineco at all. It doesn't look like anything. It's just like, I am like a clam with eyes. I exist. Hello, how are you? I'm I'm alive. But yeah, Brock's, Brock's Pineco is great. Brock's Pineco is decent. But you have to you have to see like like the fact that he charges in. I'm going to kill Team Rocket and myself to save the Pinecos. And then it's like, throw the fastball! You can catch it! One of the greatest like catches, I think, is that he has it in his hand. And it's just like, I'm going to catch it. And then just like, he catches it. Wow! It got a pineco. Wow! I don't even think he's. It, I think he just like looks at the ball and he like just like goes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ash would be like, "I got a pineco." He's just like, "Go pineco." We're friends now. Every time somebody catches a Pokemon, they're friends immediately after. And it's like, oh, "I love you." We're friends. We're best friends. I mean, except for Charmander. No, he went through his teenage angst phase and never came out of it. He had to leave Ash. Poor Charizard. Poor Ash. Yeah, just poor Charizard. I don't care about Ash. <laughs> Ash deserves whatever he gets. But yeah, the Team Rocket scheme. The the fans, yeah, the, I, I was not a fan of that. I, I like the fan. Yeah, that idea kind of blowed. Just like the sucking didn't work out, so they tried blowing it instead. <laughs> yes, yes, yes indeed. They did go for a traditional just sort of hole trap earlier. I don't know why, because why? <laughs> and then Bulbasaur just comes out and like pulls them up. He's just like, vamp! It's the first time I've seen Bulbasaur in forever, and he doesn't. Hardly anything. He just all he does is literally pull them out of the hole. It was mostly Panko and Pikachu that did the bowling. Pikachu. Really, we've we've kind of gone through most of it. It's not that exciting. The stuff that happens in the forest. Oh no, it's not. It has its funny moments though. Mainly, Brock explodes a lot. Being hurt by your Pokemon is a sign of affection. Especially with Pikachu. Pikachu loves to shock Ash, and Ash is like, I can handle all of it. And I do massively appreciate that Maisie. Just berates Ash all the time for being just impatient. It's not ready yet. You can get the blue one because you're going to catch a Totodile later. And this is the setup. I, I would not have made that connection ever because I've not seen these before. As as the big poker fan that I am, I've seen them. And I'm just like, Totodile is my favorite Pokemon. Ash's Totodile is like one of the best Pokemon in the series. Interesting choice of favorite. Interesting choice. I feel like 
whatever favorite Pokemon you have says something about you. Like, I have two favorites, Kabutops and Butterfree. My top two are for Alligator and Electivire. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, Gen 4 and Gen 2. But also, like, whenever I play Johto, I always end up having Feraligator, Ampharos, and Girafferig. Like, those are three, like, my three mainstays. Nice. I don't think Ash will get most of those Pokemon. <laughs> but you still gotta catch a few. He's gonna catch the ones he likes. He's just forgetful. He just forgets to catch them most of the time. It's like he doesn't see any Pokemon in the wild, he just sees trainers with them. And every once in a while he has a revelation, he's like, I can catch wild Pokemon. <laughs> Such a genius idea. He's like walking by. That's a cool Pokemon. I could have caught that. I've walked so far past it. There was a wild Kabutops just chilling. I don't know how, but it was there. And I just gotta keep going. So yeah, at the end, do return to Kurt and give him these apricorns. He's like, I need time to make these Pokemons. And they ask what he found out about the GS ball. And he's like, nothing. Absolutely diddly squat. He could find out nothing. I looked at it and I said, you know what? I don't know. He goes on about this lock that he can't break. When he gets it, he's like, this is a big deal. And then this episode comes out and it's like, this is not a big deal. This is gone now. It's not something I care about. It's featured in all of four episodes. And then it's just thrown away. But the main thing is that the Azalea Gym is open and he can go there next time. For Ash to face Bugsy. Yes. I don't know who that is, but he can make progress. That's the main thing. Did you play Silver and Gold? No. You haven't played Silver and Gold? No. Not even Heart Gold or Soul Silver? Oh my gosh. No, those are expensive. You have a 3DS because they have them on the eShop. I do actually own Crystal. Then you should play it. You're watching Johto and you don't, you know, you haven't, you're like, who's Bugsy? He's the second gym leader in Johto. That's spoilers. Spoilers for everything. It's not spoilers for anything. You know, you know, you know how old these episodes are? These episodes are like, what, like, isn't like 2004 or something like that? Come on. It's still spoilers for me who has not seen any of it before. Well, you know what? I'm sorry for you. I'm getting there. Okay. That's what this is about. Sorry. I'm just, I'm just excitable because I just love Johto. But yes, while the episode might not be the most important. I think it's always a good thing when one of the characters catches a Pokemon. It's even better when it's not Ash. I love when Ash catches Pokemon. I don't know what you're talking about. Ash always gets to be the one that catches a Pokemon. Okay, I will I will, I will. tell you that when I was younger, I didn't have the best imagination, and I made an alternate version of the characters, and the main character was Brockster, and his, his best friend was Gash, and, and the female trainer was Wisty. You know, I'm sorry, I was like six years old, okay? It's fair enough. I was clearly the best. Like no one ever was. <laughs> the cool thing that I saw when I was younger, though, I saw the Pokemon musical. Have you heard about that? No. It was in America. I don't know if it went really anywhere else, but it had, like, costume people and big, like, budget, like, pretty big budget, like, versions of, like, all the Pokemon, it kind of just kind of disappeared. Eventually did find, like, uh, a recording of, like, of the show. And you can watch it online. It's not, like, the best quality. It's really bad quality. But it's like a camera way in the back of this the, the auditorium. It's a weird thing that I, I saw when I was younger. Cool. You probably care more about Pokemon than Ash does. <laughs> I feel like most people do. You know, it's okay, though. As the series progresses, Ash has grown. But every time they bring him to a new region, they're like... Ash, you don't you don't know anything. Yeah, this was a good episode, I thought, but not like a great episode. Yeah, it, it was decent. It uh, scratches the Pokemon itch if you're in the mood for an episode. Was it great? Nope, but it was a Pokemon episode. Yeah. So, what was your favorite thing from the episode? My favorite thing, I think, was 
Brock and Pineco. Yes. Pineco, we're best friends now. Pineco. It's like he must be in like excruciating pain. And they're all laughing. In the games, it KOs Pokemon. So I don't know how it didn't like knock Brock out. Surprise his arms are still there. It's just self-destruct should be bye-bye. That would be so tragic, though. So, like, he finally catches a pineco, and then it commits suicide. <laughs> and it's, like, smiling at him as it does. It's like, pineco. And it leaves Brock missing two limbs. And then the rest of the series is just, like, you just see Brock, and he just has, like, bandages. And then he gets, like, hook, hook hands or something. You're like, oh, God. Hook hands are perfect for any professional Pokemon breeder. Or doctor. I mean, and then just imagine him trying to, like, go see Nurse Joy. He's like, Nurse Joy, you look, you look so beautiful today. I mean, honestly, though... Pineco was close enough that, like, his head could have been a casualty, too. Like, literally, he could have just died. I don't want Brock to die. Neither do I. He's better than nothing. He's better than nothing. He does better than Misty, in general. Misty is the best female character, and she's clearly the one that's made for Ash. <sighs> she's the only female character. <laughs> In, right now, there's more female characters, but she's the one that really is for Ash. That's the hill that I'll die on. Ash is 10 forever. I don't care. You know, I feel like eventually the series is going to end, or Ash's journey is going to end, they're going to like do like a time skip. They really should. If they don't, I'm going to be very upset. Like, Ash better battle his dad and, and marry Misty. That's all I want. I don't care if either of those things never happens. <laughs> You're terrible. Ash's dad is out there. There's a lot of theories. I think Ash's dad is a Mr. Mime. Oh, God. That's that's terrifying. That's the theory I'm going with. I'm going to tell you to shove it, because that's stupid. Pokemon is stupid. And here we are doing a podcast. But it's fine, because Digimon is stupid too. Yes, indeed. But we're not onto Digimon yet. We're still doing Pokemon. <laughs> we're nearly through Pokemon. So was it filler or not filler? Yes, it was filler. But Brock catches a Pokemon. It's really in limbo between being filler and not filler, because whenever a Pokemon is caught, I always feel like it pushes it up. Like, the only progression at the end is is the Azalea Gym. Well, in the past, I've always done it that when Ash catches a Pokemon, it's not filler. Now, this whole series, neither Brock or Misty has caught a Pokemon yet, so I've not had to decide if them catching a Pokemon counts as not filler. I feel like it's it's closer to being not filler. I think on the grounds that Brock does catch a new Pokemon, I'm going to put it down as not filler. Pokemon needs all the help it can get. It does. But overall, it was okay. By Pokemon standards, it was just... Kind of run of the mill. It's one of those episodes that, like, when the show was airing weekly, would would have like left the viewer like, ah, I'm I'm excited for next week. It was meh, Pokemon. Shall we move on to the Digimons then? Yes. Let's move on to Fusion Confusion. Here we go. I think Fusion Confusion is a better title than Going Apricorn. Oh yeah, especially when when the episode literally starts off with the fusion between uh, Xvmon and Stingmon into Pyeldramon. That's a great opening to an episode. Like, perfect. I think it's better if you have a week between the episodes, whereas I've watched them both almost back-to-back today. I've seen them digivolve into Pyeldramon twice today, so it wasn't as impressive. I, I, I think it's impressive, but that's just me. Then again, it's been probably, like, since the episode aired that I have watched it, so... Are you basically drowning in nostalgia? <laughs> I'm remembering, like, my past childhood stuff. This is why it's good to get guests on, because I get to be bitter, because I have to watch all of it. But see, see, I've watched all of it, that's, that's, so it's different. It's not like I haven't watched all of it. Yeah, but because you, you're not watching the whole thing, like, every week. 
you don't have time to get sick of it like I do. I've been watching Pokemon and Digimon and stuff like that for so long, and I'm always like, Pokemon, 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 Digimon, 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 I'm excited, yes, let's go! I really like both the shows. I just also have to acknowledge that they're both kind of bad in their own ways. That's okay. This episode was was definitely a lot better than Going Apricorn. It was a far tighter, tighter episode and like very emotional compared to the previous one because you know it has like Ken and he's trying to become like a hero. And that's like the whole thing. And Ken's like, I've been so evil this whole time, man. I can't be a good guy. I'm not allowed. I'm not allowed to have friends. I can't be your friend, Davis. I can't. He would want to be friends with Davis, though. It's understandable. Davis is an interesting character, and he's kind of stupid, and he doesn't really understand boundaries, or, oh, he loves Kyrie, but clearly, Kyrie is clearly into TK. Crush on Kyrie hasn't come up in several episodes now. That's probably when Digimon started winning some episodes. It was like, let's drop this for now. Yeah, Digimon's drifted a lot more towards Ken, which has made for a much better show when it was focused on just Davis. The Davis show is not a show that people really want to watch. I mean, his his Digimon partner, Vimon, is is a great Digimon. Vimon is the best part of Davis. Probably the only good part of Davis. <laughs> no, that, that's being a bit harsh. Davis has some good points. He has a cool jacket. And that he's kind of like, this new tie is, is kind of cool. But he's still just a little awful. Just a little. You know, he's a kid. I feel like you have to give all the characters... This, like, air of, oh, they're going to change. Because I remember that later on there is there is change. And that kids are not perfect. And that kids are kind of awful. But Davis is the worst Digi-Destined. He's, he's worse than Ken. Because Ken's, like, actually just, he's, he's really rather decent. Ken's a much better character than Davis. Oh, yeah. Especially since, like, he changes from villain to hero. And he has that whole arc of, like, being the antagonist. And then he he's broken free. And it's like, now he's looking back at, like, what he's been doing. And he's like... It's all wrong. All wrong. And being nice to Wormmon, finally. Poor Wormmon. Wormmon's got uh, a good deal now. And Stingmon's great. Stingmon is fantastic. That's a Sig Digimon. I approve Wormmon. 10 out of 10 right there. Shall we narrow it down to just this episode for now then? <laughs> we should. We would be here all day. So, starts off with Pyeldramon, of course, appearing. And TK somehow knows Pyeldramon's attack names. Which is weird, because obviously it's not his Digimon. He's never seen it before. None of them have seen it before. But honestly, though, Desperado Blaster. Desperado Blaster. That's a great name. It's a pretty badass name, yeah. But the hip-mounted railguns are a little strange. But it works, I guess. Yeah, like, Pyeldramon's design is weird, but it somehow just holds it together just about. The blue Vimon and, like, the red face mask and, like, the green... You know, Stingmon armor kind of like deal and the two rail guns. Yeah, just it's it's weirdly it weirdly works. I think it, it kind of just comes across as like XVmon has put on Stingmon's armor and gained a few wings and spikes here or there. That's that's okay. That doesn't have to be perfect, but it is a great Digimon. We start the episode with Pyeldramon coming in. He yells out "Hi!" Which is so weird. And then the new villain Arukenimon appears and turns the spire into what uh, Akuamon. Ah, uh, that was last episode. Akuamon's already around. That's cool though that she she's like the new villain and that they're like trying to figure out her deal. And that she's turning the spires into Digimon. We don't actually know who Arukenimon is yet. She's just creepy lady. She's like, I'm creepy. I look vaguely human. No idea who or what she is. So Pyeldramon just starts wrecking Akuamon. Picks him up and swings him around and all sorts. And then that cool song, We're Going Digital, Yeah, starts playing. Uh, it, that's, that's a nostalgic 
thing for me too. Like just having that blasting in the in the battle. You're like, it's great. The battle music is solid. I do like Zero Two's battle music. It's so much better than Hey Digimon, Hey Digimon. That's a good song too, though. It's good. The first time. The thirtieth time it's used. Maybe not so much. Then again, I did watch it when I was like nine. The episode really is just like the battle and then learning about fusion. Yeah, like the whole first half basically consists of Pyeldramon and Akuramon battling it out. And Pyeldramon just like yelling and then the characters are like, Oh man, Pyeldramon's the best. Look at that. That's so cool. Man, Pyeldramon's cool. I like Pyeldramon. Me too. I think the best thing that comes out of that is just like Davis is like, this is the power of friendship. And Ken's like, leave me alone. Yeah, Ken's just like, I'm not sure I like this. Leave me alone. I'm not a good guy. I'm evil. And Davis is like, we're best friends now. We're best friends now. We're best friends. And then it's like later you see them like in their bedrooms and he's like talking to Wormon. He's like, I was evil Wormon for so long. I can't be a hero. And Wormon's just like, like, don't fall asleep on me. I'm just a baby. And then how, like, Vimon becomes Demi-Vimon the next day, and it's like, I just needed a good night's sleep. Demi-Vimon is the cutest. He's just like, I am a rambunctious child, and I'm a, I'm a punk. He's just cute and energetic. And both on the Davis. And then it's also great, because TK is in the episode. Not TK. Izzy. Izzy's in the episode. And then I like how, like, there's that callback to Tentomon, how his mom's like, <gasps> Where's Tento? It's like, what? It's Tento-man! And they're all holding Digimon in their arms, just like, yeah, it's great. This is normal. That bit confused me. I don't think he's been around for the full three years since the first series. Oh, yeah. And then uh, I think one of the funny parts about this episode is that Izzy's like, oh my gosh, just think about like the film over a floppy disk. And you're like, floppy disks. Man, this show is old. Floppy disks were being phased out when I was in primary school. <laughs> but Izzy's like, you know, like when you open up a nice, new, fresh container of floppy disks, I'm like, amazing. Relatable. <laughs> so relatable. Just got that new floppy disk smell. <laughs> just like imagine like just going back in time and dropping like a gigabyte flash drive in their hand. Mm, technology's insane. You know, you're there in the digital world and you have these amazing digivices and stuff that look like super, super high tech. And then they're like, in the real world, like, I have my, fla- my floppy disk. Izzy's an exception because he's just a computer nerd. I have a simulation. This is what digi- this is Digifusion. Here it is. I didn't finish it, but I really wanted to show you it. It's just like, we get the best bit of this, and the best bit of that, and we put them together, and boom. You get Desperado Blaster. This really is just an episode of two halves. Have a battle for 15 minutes, and then <laughs> have just the information at the end. It's just Ken and Davis destroy the base before it destroys the whole digital world, followed by exposition. And at the end, Yoli's just like, let's go back to the digital world. And Izzy's like, no, you can't just go. And she's like, let's go. And then it's just like, oh, just kidding. Here's some snacks from Izzy's mom. We could go into more detail, but there's not much point, really. There really isn't. It's The battle is what's cool. And then once the battle happens, they just kind of go into like some basic information. And then the episode basically just ends with like a little joke about Tentomon, and that's it. And then like Ken being all emo, like, I am bad. No, I think. Ken's let go of the being evil bit. He's just... I know, but like, he's still, he's, he feels that, the guilt. He feels guilty. He knows he's not evil anymore because he's not whipping and enslaving anyone. I really like how TK is just like, I really hope he doesn't become evil again. It's like, TK is like smart, but then sometimes he's just, he's just like, you know, I hope he doesn't do that. If there's anything that could drive someone evil, it's having Davis approach them. 
Hey, we're best friends. Best friends. Best friends. I just met you. We hardly know each other. It's like, like up to this point, you've seen me as a villain and I've been crazy and evil. And now you literally like kind of just met me as myself and I don't know you. I really just love how it's like, Davis is all like, Ken, we're your friends. Then as soon as Ken leaves, literally everyone else just tells Davis, we don't want to be friends with Ken yet. Ken's evil. Ken was, Ken's a bad person. And Davis is like, no, he's my friend. We battle together. That's all you have to do with Davis's friend is like get into a street fight. Just like a like a brawl. That's a terrible thing to teach children. If you get into a fight with somebody and you team up together, you're friends. You should try rewatching the the Digiac of Friendship episodes. It teaches nothing about friendship. <laughs> it's pretty similar actually. It's just like if you punch each other, then you'll be good friends. That's how Davis learns about friendship. And then he just goes, I'm your friend! And there we go. Digivolution, you did it. Digivolution! Oh, I mean, also, this episode does, like, have have that big tie-in with Omnimon. And then how, like, all the other, you know, Digimon, they lost their ultimate forms, and they all, like, lost part of themselves. Yeah, so that f- that DNA Digivolution is counted in this series. DNA Digivolution happened, and Yoli's just like, I saw that on the computer! That's not pursued at all. Izzy's like, okay. Sure. Shut up, Yoli. I'm trying to teach you. And then Yoli's like, we're going to the digital world. And then it's like, I have snacks. Just kidding. Where are the food? Where's the food? It was a good episode, though, because the battle was fun. And there was actual, like, plot progression with Ken. You know, there's, like, trying to bring him into the the good side and keep him there with the friends. The exposition at the end wears a bit thin, but at least it's only, like, five minutes or something. I wish we'd received it sooner, though, because it explains, like, why Gataman can't digivolve further, why Patamon can't as well. Which seems like important information, because, like, why why haven't they used the crests for the past 20-something episodes? <laughs> they wait till now to tell us that they sacrificed it to, to save the digital world. I don't know when, because those outfits have never been worn in the first series. Um, that was in the movie. I don't think it was. Diaboramon attacked the real world? Not really the digital world, I don't think. It's been a while since I've watched it. I need to rewatch it. But I don't think there was any mention of them giving up crests in the film at all. Well, you know, it's another plot point that just gotta, you know, let go. It just feels like Zero Two sometimes just makes it up off the cuff. It doesn't have to be perfect or make all the sense. It'd be nice if it did. It, I mean, it mostly does. I think it's like 90% makes sense. And then there's like just like bits and pieces that are like left in the ether. Like, here it is. So, what was your favorite thing this episode? Pyeldramon. Obviously. Desperado Blaster. I mean, how I, how can you not? How can that not be the, the favorite part of the episode? I mean, like, I love, I love Digi, like when, I love DNA Digivolving. I love like the idea of like fusing things. It is a really cool idea. It's a lot like the Megazords and Power Rangers fusing together. Similar sort of concepts. And then, like, the, just, like, seeing, like, the, them, like, Xvimon! Stingmon! The CGI, it, it, it holds up okay. It's not that bad, really, for the, the era. It really isn't that bad for, like, 2000s. That was, yeah, definitely the, the fusion and Pyodramon taking down Akumon and the, the classic Digimon fight song. I think my personal favourite moment was just TK, when he's just like, oh, I really hope that Ken's whole redemption arc wasn't for nothing. I hope he's a good guy now. <laughs> Please don't be evil. We don't want to deal with you again. I know Davis is bad, but don't be evil just because he wants to be your friend, please. You know, I'm here. I'm TK. And Kari's here, and she's fine. And, and, and Cody's here, and, and, and Yoli's here, and, and you know, we're, we're, we're good people. We just kind of ignore Cody, but 
He's there. We do. Cody's like, Izzy's like my mentor. I'm very excited that Izzy's contacting us. Just like, just bring Izzy next time. Leave Cody behind. Just just, just bring Izzy. Uh, have him find Tentamon and make it, you know, digivolve into Kabutiramon, figure it out, and, and be fun. You know, we don't need Armadillamon. He just kind of like is southern and, and kind of lame. It's okay. Cody's kind of lame too. Cody's just replicate Izzy. Just keep Izzy. <laughs> just bring Izzy back because he's just like, I can't. I'm in I'm in school now. He's on his laptop the entire time, so he's clearly not busy. No, he's like, I'm not busy. I'm a genius. I did all my homework already. That's why I can just hang out in the in my room with these kids who are younger than me. Is he's the kid that like does all his homework in the first week, so he has none left for the rest of the, the term. Was this episode filler or not filler? Obviously it wasn't filler because it had the big big fusion and then had like Ken and Davis, and Davis trying to, like, make Ken his friend, and Ken going through troubles, you know, his, like, continuing to go through, like, his his feelings, and, you know, yeah, it was clearly not, not filler. I think the five-minute exposition dump at the end definitely qualifies on top of that. So, yeah, absolutely just not filler. Yeah, overall. Great episode. Yeah, it was really solid. I mean, the, the animation for the fight was, was great. It was, like... Great character lines and interesting things going on. And Cody being boring. Oh my god, Izzy's calling me. Okay, we know, we get it. You're like, Izzy 2.0, calm down. Izzy says the warp is fine. Oh no, Izzy said the warp is no longer fine. Izzy's just sitting there on his computer like, I'm sure I could teach Cody how to do this. Just, just teach Cody how to do it and come in. Just get, you know, Tentomon and it would be better. Yeah, I think the only bit that kind of let down the episode was the exposition got a bit slow but it's okay you can't have all episodes be like perfect still a very good episode yeah it was just good by digimon standards very good so now it's time for mono a mono where we attempt to compare the episodes so first question who was your personal monster of the week and why uh i'm sure you already know it's fayoldramon i could have guessed <laughs> desperado blasters i mean that's like that's all i have to say we're done I can't think of any other Digimon with machine gun hips. So yeah, <laughs> it's pretty cool. But my monster of the week um, was Patamon, because first of all, I love Patamon. But secondly, he got the most points. He got two points. Everyone else only got one point. So Patamon wins. Okay, sure, sure. That's, that's actually a joke made in the show. <laughs> Just like TK gives Patamon two points. It's like, you get two points. Patamon's like, oh, great. Thanks, TK. It's so good. Parmon is the cutest bean. Now, this next question might be tough to pick, uh, but who was worse, Ash or Davis? Okay, see, I know, I know, like, personally, that you think Davis is worse. Don't guess what my opinions are. <laughs> just guessing. It's just like a guess, because, you know, you kept talking about how Davis was off. So, Davis, I don't, I, I mean, yes, he's, he's over-excitable and stuff, but he was really doing all the good things. Like, he was really a good boy this, this episode. And Ash was kind of an asshole. So, uh, I, obviously, Ash, Ash was the worst, worst this episode, because Davis was just trying to be friendly and didn't really do much ex- except to, like, go, yeah, my older mom! Yeah! Ken, you're my friend! Ash is like, I'm gonna go pull all of the apricots off the tree. Every single one. Yeah, I agree with you, Ash was worse. Like, historically, Davis is bad, so that's why I go on about it a lot. That's what I was saying. I was saying that I know that historically for you, Davis is bad. But in recent episodes, Davis has actually been very well behaved. (laughs) He's just being sort of friendly, upbeat, actually acting like a leader, which is good, because he was given the leader goals all the way back in the first episode, so it's about time. (laughs) Whereas, yeah, Ash was just impatient, running ahead, 
inconsiderate. Plus, he could have just gone to the gym and waited for it to open, and that would have been absolutely fine by me. But, you know, filler episodes are needed. They're not, though. That's why they're called filler. I love every episode of Pokemon, so I don't know what you're talking about. There's good filler and there's bad filler in Pokemon. This was okay filler. <laughs> this is meh filler. Yeah, with Pokemon, you either get sort of average filler or really, really good filler. But this definitely is under the average filler pile. And yeah, Ash was part of why the episode wasn't that great. I'm knowing that down as Ash being worse, because I do actually keep track of these scores. Of course, of course you do. Next question, which storyline did we prefer and why? Digimon, because it was action-packed and, and tight, and everything was important. Like, the whole thing was important. It wasn't just basically filler. It was like, and here's a big battle, and here's some cool, like, Digimon stuff going on, and here's Desperado Blaster. Yeah, like, the Digimon episode felt busy, because it was constantly cutting between, like, the kids and the Digimon battling. And then here's some information, and you're like, man, I am excited to see what happens next. Pokemon's like, here's Brock catching a Pineco. Ash is just going to get some Pokeballs. That's the episode. Oh, GS Ball? I don't know anything about this. It's like, there's like a, like a big lead up to this guy. Like, Kurt's going to know. He's going to know immediately what, what's going on with this Pokeball. And everyone's like, so Kurt, what, did, what is? They're like, I don't know. <gasps> oh, well, that was a waste of time. <laughs> We've literally traveled from Kanto to see you. And we were like, we were like running through caves and doing all this cool stuff. And then it's like, you don't know? It's just an anticlimax. That's what this episode of Pokemon was, was an anticlimax. It's really because they cut the plotline. I mean, that's that's why there's like... Well, I mean, at least for me, since I've seen all the episodes, the weight of this episode is also totally diminished because I know that it's like nothing. It's just like, oh, the GS ball is gone. Okay. Yeah, just like... At the end of it, you're just going to be left disappointed. Like, I, I swear when I was younger, I'd probably, I was probably like, the GS Ball's coming back at some point, right? It's going to be great. When, like, they see Kurt again, he's just like, dude, so the GS Ball is going to be really cool. <laughs> no, there's no there's no episode after that. It's, it's gone. There's nothing like, oh, it has Ho-Oh and Lugia in there. That would be cool. It's the special ball that allows you to catch two Pokemon at the same time in one ball. Nope. Instead, it is the BS Ball. So, I'm curious to see how you get on with these next questions. <laughs> So, uh, were there any notable similarities between the episodes? There weren't really any similarities, no, between the episodes. After watching both, all I could think about was, like, I could definitely see Ash being the same way that Davis was with Ken. You know, like, we're friends now. I can totally see Ash, like, being that, like, like saying that to, like, a rival or something. That, like, if, like, Team Rocket decided, like, something happened, they really did become good guys. Ash kind of does that whenever they team up with a filler character. They usually just become pals. Even like when Ash has teamed up with Team Rocket for some weird instance, there's always there, he's always like he's always kind of like I don't really trust you, but you know I think we're kind of friendly because Team Rocket's not bad anyway, really. Team Rocket is the best part of the Pokemon show. The only similarities I found were there's explosions in both. There is for different effects. So like Pokemon, it's more about comedy. Digimon, it's there to be cool and dramatic. I'm edgy. Pokemon's destroying Akumamon, and there's guns. Uh. Pokemon's like, we had an episode about a gun, they banned it. And Digimon's like, Pokemon has rail guns on his hips. They have a Digimon that is literally just a gun with legs and arms. It's just like, oh, I'm a gun, hello. Were there any notable differences? Yeah. Digimon was definitely it was more action-packed and violent and emotional. Yeah, I've got as well, like, Pokemon didn't have any sort of, I don't know, character growth or bonds being forged. Like, the, the closest thing you have is Brock and Pineco. That was the only, yeah, that was the only bond. Yeah, it's just not the same, like, level of connection that Davis and Ken are trying to make. Because it's it's not, it's it's not like, 
all the episodes leading up to Ken and him being like a good guy. It's just like an episode where, oh, here's a Pokemon. We're friends now. Caught it. Brainwashed it. Like, Pokemon just doesn't have the same depth of relationships that Digimon can have. Well, okay, you can't say that, because it depends on the Pokemon, and it depends on how long the show is willing to put into the Pokemon. So far, it it hasn't had that. Like, the closest is Ash and Pikachu. Ash and Butterfree is also... That's that's meaningful. Don't don't bring up Butterfree. <laughs> You'll make me sad. Butterfree! I cried. I, I will tell you that I cried when I saw that. It, it made me hate the writers. We're nearly done with this one. Other differences. Digimon's still got an ongoing plot thread. Pokemon's kind of just wrapped up its, its one plot thread of the GS ball. Now it only has gyms. Yeah, just gyms. Just gyms. Just gyms and the bits in between. That take like 10 to 15 episodes at a time. I like Pokemon, but there's just so much filler. It makes me sad sometimes. You got anything else to mention for those similarities and differences at all? No. No, I think I think we've, we've discussed. Then we shall go into the last question, which is which episode deserves a point and why? Well, first of all, it's like you're like pitting like a bug against an elephant. <laughs> the fact that you're even... That these two episodes are facing each other is is just like terrible for Pokemon because even like even if the episode of Pokemon was just like a little better and even if like this episode of Digimon was like there's there's no way it doesn't matter like these episodes can't can't face each other in an even plane so Digimon for me is the winner like it definitely deserves the point because Pyogremon and Desperado Blaster and just like the whole plot was great and then Pokemon was just kind of like this is a very short lame episode with a pineco. I agree with you there, Digimon just had a lot more going on. There was nothing in Pokemon that was that interesting or engaging. Like It just had the usual standard of Team Rocket Yuma actually being good and Ash and Co. being bland. <laughs> that was about it. I am glad that Brock caught a Pineco, though. That's good for Brock, because Brock doesn't get to do much except hit on girls. So <laughs> that is a good point, at least. But still, it, it just doesn't compare to Digimon this time. Digimon just had too much weight behind it. So yes, Digimon definitely deserves the point. And that makes the score 14-13 to Pokemon still. So Digimon is steadily narrowing the gap at the moment. Honestly, again, totally unfair for Pokemon in this state. Pokemon was fighting a losing battle this time. <laughs> like, we could, we literally could, like, start this episode like, Hello everybody, welcome to the Moncast, the winner of the Fusion Confusion. We're done. Good night. It's like, Pokemon doesn't even stand a chance. I don't know why we're pairing these two up. It's just how the episodes work out sometimes. I mean, we've had Pokemon filler win before against actual Digimon plot episodes, so it does happen. But Pokemon just didn't bring its A-game, and it really needed to if it wanted a chance this time. I've got my fingers crossed that the gym battle next episode will be good, because I do like a good gym battle. So everyone cross your fingers for that. Please be good. Next time, we'll be discussing the 28th episodes, The Insect Master's Trap, and Getting the Bugs Out. Interesting, because they're both bug ones. Buggy. Um, but before that, you can get in touch by tweeting at us, emailing us, or jumping in our Discord. Uh, we do love to hear from you. And of course, a massive thank you to my lovely co-host, James, for joining me today. Where can the people find you? You can find me on Twitter as at StarkWyburnGamer. That's where I tweet. And also, you can you can read my articles, my reviews on Real Taku Gamer, and you can catch me in Mister Anime Random's Anime Podcast, which is on YouTube. Plenty for me to put in the show notes to link to. Plenty. All the links to our stuff will be in the show notes, including the Moncast Patreon. Uh, a big thank you to every one of our patrons, including Cheesei Two Three Six, 
James B, John C, Nicholas, and Irving G means a massive deal. Please consider pledging yourself or just share us on Twitter, Facebook, uh, leave an iTunes review. Really is the best way to help the show grow. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, bye bye. Bye bye. Bye. Peace. Charizard. Hi, Elderman. Desperado Blaster. <laughs> wow. Just wow. It's Pyeldramon, wow. Pyeldramon, wow. <laughs> just every episode of every show will be better with Owen Wilson on the sidelines just going, wow. Whoa, what, what happened? Stingmon <laughs> and XVmon are digifusing. Wow. Wow, Pyeldramon. Wow, what David, is- you were rejected by Ken. Wow. Wow, Ken, you're not a bad guy. Wow, <laughs> wow Ken, why aren't you... Hanging out with Davis. Wow, Ken. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Wow, Pinko exploded. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow, we fell in a hole. Wow. Wow. Wow, Team Rocket. Wow, Bulbasaur. <laughs> the jazz ball it does nothing. Wow. Wow, Kurt hasn't figured anything out. It's been a whole episode. Wow. Wow! Pokemon lost to Digimon. Wow, the battle was so uneven. (laughs) Okay. I think we're good to stop recording. I think we're good. I think, yeah.